guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, good evening, everyone. That music stopped abruptly and it kind of scared me a little bit, frankly. Hey-o. Yeah, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. Episode 101, guys. We did it. This is the wow. one that we celebrate. This is the one episode. This is the one. Episode 101, socks, shoes, and if I'm pronouncing it right, Lucas, because I think it was your edition, plantricide. Looking plantricide. forward to you. plantricide. Looking forward to seeing where you're going to take us on that journey. Uh, I feel like when you hit episode 101, uh, I think this is the time where we can start to branch out and start to consult other people on how to do podcasts. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think it's time now? Now that we've... 101, you, you know, because if you're now we've we're put in enough triple, time into it, the triple digits. We're, we're not a 20 year old life coach. You know what I mean? We're not faking it. So do you, yeah, do you is, think because we've done a hundred of these now, we're set in our ways and we, we need to bring in new opinions? No, we he means we can. No, we, wisdom no we, we, we get paid to consult other people. Brad, you're missing the point. I like we this. go out and say, hey, here's what you're doing wrong on your podcast. Let me tell you why. <laughs> here's how to get average different. 30 people a week watching. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we hey. still can't get an intro right, but we want to help you grow your audience. Hey, listen, we got a good thing going on here. I don't care I what anyone so, says. Especially before our we get other going too much further, too, uh, we also have another milestone coming up that we need to prepare to celebrate, which is episode 108. Um, that would be two, two years. years. Do we celebrate two years? I, I think do you we celebrate? do, Matt. Do you celebrate... Episodes or years? I uh, thought two years was 104 episodes. No, 50. Oh, yeah, you're right. 104. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, oh, we got to get it together, guys. We got three more episodes. Three to weeks. We celebrate two years. Three weeks and a new Andrew celebration. Andrew off the, the dancing suit. I'll get <laughs> some more Oreos. So, oh, no. <laughs> no. So, guys, okay, what, did we do? what did we do no, to celebrate one year? Uh, Andrew, Matt, do you remember what we did to celebrate a year? I don't um, recall. I'm pretty sure that we weren't on it yet. Oh, Lucas, what <laughs> did we do for the year? Yeah, I don't think we were there. <laughs> we had a wonderful discussion. We looked back over the year and maybe we can do, I mean, we did just do a look back, but maybe there's yeah. something that we can do for the two they year. We did a telethon. Two year anniversary. We we'll all get. I gave out totes. We'll give in. Get, <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Welcome everybody that's watching. I hope that you're still here even after that stellar intro uh, to episode 101. And I just want to give a quick couple of uh, things for you to be looking forward to. We've got some different things happening tonight, some news segments, some barbecuing tips that are out there, a Ooh. game about things that could be anything. Uh, we've got a great tiebreaker. We've got an awesome smorp tonight and it's just great to be together with the guys. We were chatting for about a half hour before we got on and we've had a lot of laughs. We're just looking to continue the conversation with all of you. Um, so want to make mention too, if you want to find out more about the show, if it's your first time and you've never experienced this and you like many have said in your head, what have I stumbled upon? Go on over to oxfordholyclub.com. From there, you can find out more about us as hosts, us as a show. You can browse the merch. You can get on board with the Smorp. Um, you can find us and, and find all of our social medias there. So uh, that is all I have to mention about that. And just, again, a big thank you to everybody for being here tonight. Make sure that you like our Facebook page. I thought I was done. Make sure that you like our Facebook page, not just this post. That way you get notified when we go live. And if you could share this post, you would help us grow the show. If you're watching, we consider you a part of the club, and we would love it if that club could get bigger and larger. And the way to do that is really through you. Um, Trust us. We're the podcast grandfathers. 
Potters. We know what we're doing now, and we need you to share. Episode 101. Grand, it took- Grand Potters for the Grand Potters. Oh, I love it. We are the Grand Potters. Ooh. Although it- Here's another little tip. I just think I figured out. If I put my shoulders back, it makes me look skinny. Watch. Okay, we're good. You look real big. big If we could see your arms, though, you probably look like a T Rex. Do the turtle thing. Yeah. There's Uh, another tip. That's a freebie. So, oh my heavens! Um, Push your shoulders back. Please like. Please like. Wait, roll up. One second. Let me get skinny. Let me get skinny. (laughs) I just look. Forget pounds and peppers. Just (laughs) Lucas. I bet you you could fit into your Costco sausage jacket. (laughs) If you, if you dropped your shoulders what back, is it's returned. And I, the guy's like, "Oh, oh you were so was, there anything, was there anything wrong with it?" I was like, "My friend said it looked like uh, too much sausage stuff and not enough casing." He's like, "Fair enough." <laughs> he said that. Yeah. Uh, can anybody confirm that our podcast is still live? Uh, yeah, I think so. No, people are commenting. I can't confirm that. Can yeah, it's still going for me. You see it? You see our faces? Oh, yes, I do. On on the publisher for Facebook, it is not showing it, which always gives me pause for concern. All right, well, then we'll press on. Okay. Uh, Like the Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. You know know what to do. Andrew Wilson says, hi, Matt. Hey, hey, Andrew. Good to see you, buddy. I miss seeing you at church, Andrew. Thank you, Scott, for letting me know. Um, We need to move. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but here as a a grandpotter, here's what I've learned. Uh, that we always feel like we get a ton of time at the very beginning. So we laugh, we joke, we go on. And then the moment we get towards the smorp, it's like, okay, we're pressed for time. We got we to gotta get pushing. So let's get pushing now with the tiebreaker. All right. We have a tiebreaker today <clears throat> uh, sent to us anonymously through the interwebs. Uh, Holly says, my husband, Ben, puts on his socks and shoes in the following manner. Sock shoe, sock shoe, which he claims is perfectly normal. He also puts on he also puts our two-year-old daughter's shoes on in the same manner. I don't want her future buddies to ridicule her for this bizarre behavior. Exclamation point. Uh, like when I was a child and I've been trained by my parents to eat pizza with a knife and fork. Um, I would love an injunction that says my husband uh, must put his his and my future child's uh, socks and shoes on, sock sock. Shoo shoo in that order. Okay, this is a good one. First this thing, is first one. thing, isn't it interesting that she says my husband must put on his and any future children's socks? So she's, she's essentially already written, written off. She's already written off this kid. Yeah. It's too late. Oh, yeah, that's true. This current it's child too late. is lost. The next lost. kid. I don't know why, but we'll it, like, it right. immediately made me angry that he does this. Oh, <laughs> like, this connected with you in, in a real way, eh? I don't know why. It's like, yeah. I feel like he's doing it on purpose just to bother. There, there comes a point. So there's certain things. Now we're going to talk about marriage, I guess. Yeah. So oh, there's boy. certain things where... Um, you, an individual knows it bothers your spouse and, but they're simple things that you could very easily change, but you don't. <laughs> and it could be for any number of reasons. One, because you like the reaction of every single time in this case where you put on your shoe or sock, shoe, sock, shoe, uh, or it could be any other thing, or it could be just a spiteful, very vengeful, I'm worried for your marriage type of motive. <laughs> You know, kind of thing. And so uh, I would be interested in Ben's motives more than anything. Uh, so this is what happened. He was rushing one day, wasn't thinking about what he was doing. He put on a sock and a shoe. She reacted. And like, so bingo. now we have it. Are we victim? Are we victim blaming? 
<laughs> she seems like the no, victim no, no. in this. No, no, he's. Oh, oh, is she the victim in this? I think she's the victim because she mm. has to deal with her husband. Are we? I don't victim? think we're blaming her. <clears throat> to well, which, to which I say, Holly, who cares? Holly does. Just, yeah, but why? Well, I, why? I think because she doesn't want her children to be ridiculed. Now, why you, is he only putting socks on when he's wearing shoes? Yes. Okay. Thank so, you. That was okay, my so hold on. Wow. So there's a guy. He'll go unnamed, but most of us know who he is. Yeah. And he, dead of winter, doesn't matter what time of year, dead of winter, he will come over to my house. He will stand. <laughs> he will come into the door. He will take off his shoes. No. And he will take off his socks. No. And you <laughs> let him <laughs> further in? He Then he puts, oh, and if you, you guys know how much of a germaphobe I am. And uh, yes, you know what? If I don't care, I'm outing this guy, Lauren Hammond. You weirdo, because um, <laughs> when he comes in and he takes and he takes off his socks, and I'm a germaphobe, and I flat out said, "There's really no need for you to take your <laughs> socks off to come into my home." He's like, no, "I just like the feeling of my feet on your floor." I said, "I don't like the look of your feet on my floor," <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's never stopped him. And so, so even after that, that conversation, flip flops, or he's not putting no, 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 on no, sandals. I don't or... have guest slippers at the door. Well, maybe you should. That's his expectation, but it Slippies. really bothers me. Really bothers me, but I'm not wrong in that, right? No, no, no that's weird. Not. No, Lauren, you, no, something's wrong here, weird. though. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, this this seems weird to me. You guys are like me, right? You put both your socks on first in the morning when you're getting dressed, and then later when you leave, you put your shoes like on. Half an hour later, usually I've yep. stepped in a pile yep. of like water my kids have left on the floor, and I've had to change at least once yep. since yep. that started. Do you think that yeah, a kid? So, do you think a kid would get ridiculed? <clears throat> I think uh, the kid would ask. Yes. get asked once why they. I did think it's that. a middle school thing. It won't get noticed till like middle school, and then it will be used. Do you think in high school then it becomes like some kind of a hipster thing? I don't know. I think we're over. Poor now. kid will never have any idea they're doing anything different. Like they'll just think this is how everybody does it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now here's the other thing. I don't want us to transition completely away from the shoe sock issue, but the pizza with the knife thing. That yep. is true. Um, that's a whole other thing. So growing up, one of my favorite things would, was when mom would make homemade pizza. Yeah, yeah. But it always had a super thin crust, and it was very difficult to pick up because you would try and pick it up, but then the pieces of hot dog would fall off your homemade pizza. Right? A hot dog in your pizza too? Absolutely. It's not, a homemade, too. it's not a homemade pizza unless it's got hot dogs on it. <laughs> Spring, <laughs> and Spring for the pepperonis. <laughs> and so so you would have to use a knife and a fork yeah. in order to maneuver that kind of pizza. But if you get a pizza from a store that's like got a, a regular crust on it, there's no... That's know, really funny that you said that because in my mind before you said that, I was like the only pizza I would eat with knife and fork is homemade. I thought you were going to say hot dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, Only hot dog. Homemade, what was on your homemade pizzas growing up, Lucas? Uh, I'm trying to think now. I, I, I'm Why sure there's vegetables think? on the other side, like not no. my side. I can I tell you know. exactly what ours were. I was, we had hot dogs, hamburger, pineapple, bacon, and mushrooms. Uh, yeah. Hot dogs, wow. hamburger, sometimes pepperoni, I think, which is funny because you'd think hot dog would be the yeah. like substitute, but... I think that was mostly it. And then my parents would have like a mushroom pepperoni or pepper side and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lucas was, his was just bread. <laughs> just bread with butter, buttered pizza. See, buttered, okay. pizza. buttered pizza. My, I, the whole me being picky thing has come back to haunt me because uh, my daughter doesn't like sauce more than I do. And she won't eat pizza because she doesn't mm. like the sauce on it. 
you so done now, screwed up. So now that really bites me where it hurts in my wallet because every time we order pizza, we have to order garlic fingers, according to my wife. I'd be happy just to let my wife, my daughter eat like a peanut butter sandwich on pizza night just out of spite. Uh, but my wife says she has to be included. So she eats <laughs> garlic fingers. And so every time I order pizza, it's like twice as expensive because garlic fingers are nah, I don't like think so. we've ever ordered. I don't think we've ever ordered pizza and not garlic fingers. Yeah, just, you gotta oh, order them. You gotta. Oliver is the same way. Oliver only will eat the garlic fingers. Okay, so here's the best part of all this. Kristen Hammond uh, just uh, tuned in. So Kristen, I just want to let you know you need to go back and watch because I just had a whole conversation about your husband's disgusting habit about taking his socks <laughs> off when he comes into my house. So go back and watch that later. All right. Does anybody have anything else to say related to? Uh, oh, I'm on Ben's situation. side. Believe it or not. What? I'm what? on Ben's side. He can do what he wants, he but it's weird, but he can do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it, but Holly, who cares? I'm on Holly's side. I'm, I'm just, just confused. I just think he's doing it to be different. So he's carrying people. socks around the house until he gets down to wherever he puts his shoes on. Like that seems weird. That's more weird to me than the fact that he's just putting them on a weird order. I think Holly's yeah. looking out for her children. She's being a good mom and she doesn't want her kids to get ridiculed. So I'm on team Holly. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of looking out for her kids, he if he can do whatever so, he wants, he's an adult. But so we did not help this situation. Th- this, at all. So it's not a tiebreaker. I, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Does the, does the audience want to break the tie? I'm pretty Would sure if we were to look at this scripturally, this would be something called generational sin. Generational <laughs> curse. <laughs> curse. Yeah. There we go. Well, if there's no votes, then uh, you can throw them in. Uh, but uh, on to the next. <laughs> all right, it is time to catch up. Brad, what have you been up to? All right. Uh, it's. Um, let me just get this out of the way. I did, in fact, <laughs> I shaved my beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't notice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and um, so, here's, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. Very quickly, I had a nice big beard a while ago and was enjoying that, rocking that beard, had it for quite some time. And then I it just- Lovely beard. Uh, thank you. I decided I wanted to trim it. I took it to like maybe Barbara Andrews length and trimmed her back and, you know, did all that. But when I, when I did the, the jowl line, I, uh, I do this. I will not because I look like, I look like a pencil. Um, (laughs) when I, when I trimmed, when I trimmed the up, up up here, I came up too close. So like for anybody that's the, uh, thanks Kenny Wade, for anybody that grows a beard, if you want a nice long beard, you've got to grow underneath in here too. You can't just grow right to this line like what you do with a strip beard. So I grew, I, I cut it up too close and I decided I wanted to grow my beard out. So I'm like, well, I have to, I need to fix this. And the only way to fix this easily is, Mike, it's later, is, uh, is, to, is to just take it right off. Here's the thing that I didn't know. Uh, turns out there's a, there was a fat guy Hiding underneath that beard the whole time, <laughs> whose cheeks yeah, been there, whose, been there, whose cheeks <laughs> transitioned seamlessly into his neck. Uh, took took yeah. off the beard. I'm like, oh no! And so I'm like, I'm grabbing it in the sink, just tossing it back on. <laughs> get, get, the glue, get the glue, man! Get, get back on my uh, face. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so so there. Took off the beard and not enjoying that actively. Like I spend most of my time like this now, 
trying to grow a new trying to grow a new beard, Matt. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Be careful, other stuff can happen. That's when that you do that. Uh, I'm still uncomfortable with the fact that you call it a strip beard. You know, As you know the ones that go. They go. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but it isn't it. It's like a chin strap. Yeah, not a strip uh, strip beard. I've heard both. I don't know. I've heard me, both. Made me shudder when you said that. Well, that's now that's she, your she, that's she your hang up, on. not mine. She just signed on, but how did Mandy react? So Mandy, <laughs> Mandy caught me in the bathroom trying all the different angles to make my jawline appear. <laughs> so you can, she like walks around the corner and I'm full like that Ooh. trying to, <sighs> trying to get rid of an extra chin that I found. And, uh, it, it's been, Pull it back. Pull it yeah. back. anyway, I need the beard back and, and I, and I, I have to start exercising <laughs> This no, this just grow the beard. That's easier. The beard's easier. <laughs> I know the beard's easier, but man, alive. Uh, so you know what? I had other things that have gone on this week, but the beard is the is the one that's upset the apple cart. So <laughs> that's what I'm All sharing right. with you. Anchor. Oh my word! Oh, too funny, man. Well, Barber. look at you. I just think it's funny that just last week he spent the money to dye his beard, and then he had to shave it off. <laughs> I mean, just last week. I've been spending that money for 20 years. Yeah, wow. he's been doing that for a while. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it really stood out to me last week for some reason. I don't know why. Matt, you've known me for so um, long. Yeah, no, I had a mixed week. Um, I'm going to start with sad news. Um, we uh, out of Teen Challenge, we've had a, uh, a therapy dog uh, out there for well, other than me, she's the only one. She's been there the longest, so I've been there about 13 years, and then TR dog was there 12. And anyway, she had a good long life, but we had to say goodbye this weekend to uh, oh, our therapy man. dog, but. Uh, it's always interesting to see kind of the the dynamic of having all the guys who instantly grew close to this dog because she was one of the most mild-mannered and welcoming dogs you've ever met. But uh, yeah, kind of watching the guys walk walk through that and just, yeah, it was, it was tough for sure. Um, and, but at the same time, uh, it's a moment of growth for the guys even and learn how to handle grief. You know, thankfully this uh -huh. isn't something you have to go through all the time, but yeah, all in all, that was uh, the weekend. So that's the bad news. We get that out of the way. I gotta say, I, that's really sad. But I thought you were gonna say Trooper was gone. Oh, that would that would have wrecked me. Yeah, Troopers. He's a special kind of dog. I'll tell you <laughs> what, man. He is just he is a eighty pound lap dog, and uh, <laughs> he is uh, he's a good dog. So anyway, we still got him for hopefully a few more years. So but anyway, that. But uh, moving on, let's move on to some more fun stuff. Um, so this arrived in the mail for me today, and uh, this is also going to be probably one-time segment uh, on the show uh, when the time comes. I haven't talked to you guys about this, but I got this in the mail today. I don't know if you can read that. Oh, it is for us. On oh, foot. Barbara talks about hiking. All right. <laughs> I have marked that on your bingo. Who's I've got Barbara bingo? Got my, oh, shoot. Get my guide that came today. And uh, there's a crew of us getting ready to hike the Dobson Trail coming up here in... Uh, july so it's 60 kilometers three-day hike and uh you know looking forward to that so uh a lot of preparation i gotta cram into a month uh <laughs> in order to be ready for that uh, i'm afraid growing a beard isn't gonna cut it uh in order to get me through that hike but uh anyway excited for that that's gonna be pretty good and uh mm -hmm. yeah it's gonna be a big challenge but uh, you have a set of those walking poles 
Of course I do. I got two sets sitting on the wall right over there. <laughs> Can't you wear one out? It was actually really funny because one of the things I enjoy doing is going on like YouTube and 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 the, mm-hmm. the internet and like just saying like other people's experience and hiking these trails and stuff. Mm. And the first video that came up about the Dobson Trail was none other than Peter Candy, Lucas's <laughs> father. And I couldn't believe it when I see it. I was like, is that Peter? Yeah, so it was Peter and his brother and his brother's son, but none of Peter's sons. Um, no, Jonah I, go. I'm Jonah, Jonah would go, go for sure. Yeah. I'm the black sheep of that family. I'm not. Uh, I don't hike. I don't play hockey. Um, yeah, but uh, although it's funny, when I was in like middle school, my dad organized like hiking trips for us to go on, which I I underappreciated at the time, like how awesome that was and like how much work. Like we did coastal backpacking. We had, we're like up to here in water with our bags overheads going around the thing. And it was like super awesome things that he planned. And I was like, I guess that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Really missed out on some uh, father son bonding there. eh? I think Jonah, Jonah picked up the slack and being athletic and outdoorsy. So that that helps. There you go. So that was my week. So yeah, (laughs) things to look forward to and looking back and yeah, mixed week, but a good week. All in all. Cool. Uh-huh. Hey guys, which way do those shoulders go again? What's the skinny shoulder thing? Back, back. Drop back. back. Thanks. But yeah. Th- yeah, don't have your camera too low though. I can't do it. Otherwise, then it's under. gonna it's like then you're like, oh, you're like a pear. <laughs> Lucas, how was your week? <laughs> uh, well, pretty uh, interesting. Um, I've started a new hobby now, and if you ever had found something that's like so stereotypical you that you don't want to do it just because people make fun of you for what the you thing it is. We would um, never do well, that. I feel like you've already got a long yeah, list well, of those things. That's true. I'm, I am very uh, on point. I'm on brand. That's for sure. Well, my current thing that's on brand is I'm a fountain pen guy now and I'm oh, super into fountain pens. Goodness. I think we are super in, I mean, Lucas, I have we, one. We always knew that you were, yeah. you were always a fountain pen. You pen also pen. have a, <laughs> a wax seal. We know that about you too. Oh, yeah, I but that's do. cool. Yes. That was cool and still is. Uh, so explain yeah, so anyway, how was, you're now a fountain pen guy. What's that even mean? Well, I was I was talking to a friend of mine and he was I guess mentioning like he's in he's in law school and he's like yeah I take notes all the time blah blah blah. He goes oh I couldn't do, like I love my fountain pen. I was like fountain pen aren't those like old fashioned ones that like they make messes and stuff. He's like no that's like kind of old fashioned like an infomercial. Let's act that out for one second. There's got to be a better way. Andrew, Andrew, you be the lawyer, okay? And I'll be Lucas. I'll be like, hey, lawyer buddy, how's it going? How's class going? (laughs) I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm doing terrible. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, he told me about that. I was like, like, oh, yeah, like what's the problem with like a regular, regular, any old day pen? And he's like, well, he's like, you don't think about it, but when you're writing a lot, you're actually pressing down. I can tire your hand after a while. So I was like, well, don't you have to do that with these guys? He goes, no, it's like. It's like magic. And I said, Oh, it's pretty cool. Anyway, he's like, I'll give you my like my starter pen. Because I have like he has like a nice pen now. So this is a Lamy Safari, and it's like a nice beginner pen. Um, the next one up is two hundred dollars. So I'm probably gonna be in this one for a while. Uh anyway, and I, I've been writing with it for two weeks now, and I really like it. I'm already looking for like my next my next pen up. A Lamy Safari. Has this Lamy ever happened pen. to you? <laughs> whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there's gotta be a better way so essentially laziness has driven you to the now he just needs five people to sign up for the pen description and he gets the next step up and then you get a free ink refill next level yeah how no, long do you have to refill the ink on that bad boy um my i took me a week to go through like the one that i like filled myself like you can like fill up the ink from the cool little inkwell oh, cool inkwell so uh and, or you can have cartridges and i put a he gave me some of both yes question no 
Um, better. So, you know, you know, like the new trend for these commercials for like razors, like Dollar Shave Club and all yeah. that. Yeah. That ain't your grandfather's you could, old pen and you like toss it. You could do your whole, you could start selling fountain pens, dollar fountain month, pens, month club. dollar fountain pens, pen of the month club. Oh. And and anyway, then I fell down the rabbit hole of like looking at YouTube videos and like the best starter pens and the best whatever pens. And it just, oh, I find brother. it anyway, writing, it makes writing just, it feels better. Like it just, it makes, it's a little thing in your life that make that takes it to the next level. Like anyway. Uh, oh, so anyway, next thing I have on my list is plant murder. Um, we're putting in that's plant for side. Uh, I put, uh, we're putting in a pool and my dad was over for my uh, daughter's birthday. And we were like looking at the air. There's only one place in my yard it can go. And there's like a lilac tree in the middle of it. And he's like, yeah, I'll, he's like, I'll come and I'll, I'll chop it down. No. Like, I'll bring my saw. He's like, but it'll be way better if you go buy a bottle of Roundup, spray it. So it kills the roots. And then we cut it down. So it doesn't try to like pop up somewhere else. I'm like, okay. Anyway, and well, the thing is like kind of half, it's not in great shape anyway. So, okay. but anyway, I, I was surprised at how much, like how bad I felt. Cause I was like, cause it took me like 10 minutes to empty an entire bottle of Roundup on this thing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. You didn't do anything wrong and I'm murdering you slowly. I didn't even know you could slowly. still buy Roundup. I thought it was oh, illegal. Yeah. yeah. 10 bucks a bottle. Uh, so anyway, so I, I slowly committed plant murder and then uh, dad's going to come and finish the job. And then we're nice. going to dig up all the roots. That'll be super fun digging up roots. I bet that's going to be a ball. Uh, anyway, and then so yeah, and then so I'm a plant nerd. I'm a plant. No, sorry, I'm a, I'm a pen nerd. I'm a plant murderer, uh, and I'm building a pool. I'm and still, I guess my daughter had a birthday this week, which I glossed over. I know yeah. that we need to move along, but I'm still so on the pen thing. Pool. What do you think? <laughs> and this might be nothing. What would Dave Ramsey say about this expenditure of the pen and the constant refilling? He's not going into debt. I'm not going into debt. I paid. Well, I didn't pay cash for this pen. It was given to me. But the thing is, it's something I enjoy, and it's gonna not. I'm not gonna go into debt to do it. So Dave would be a okay with it. So there you go. It's not Great. about not spending money. It's about. Are you just trying to get me to say Dave Ramsey for the bingo? Thing? I am. Anyway. We need to. Start, <laughs> we need to start making. We need. Look, we need to do a bingo anyway. All right. Um. So, Luke, I hate going after Lucas. He always brings the good content, pen content. Uh. But uh. Yeah. It was my, uh, so Lucas's daughter's birthday was Saturday. My son Lincoln's birthday was Sunday. He's one, the big one. And so it was perfect timing because we could actually have people come to a birthday party. And it was good. It was like the first time we had like the cousins over and stuff. And it was really nice to see Oliver like have fun <laughs> with other people. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was good. And uh, the other thing is, I got my car fixed today. Congratulations. And uh, so back back when I, the day I bought the van, so like two months ago, the muffler uh, broke on my, or the exhaust broke on my car. And I parked it in the driveway, didn't touch it <laughs> until to yesterday or today. And uh, I thought it was going to cost like $1,000. I was like prepared. I was like, if it's $1,000, like I'm okay with that. And like, I, I, he, he didn't call me all day. I'm like waiting for the garage to call me to say like the number. And then he calls me at like the end of the day and he's like, yeah, it's fixed. And I was like, well, you fixed it without even telling me how oh, much it was going to cost. Oh no. <laughs> and, uh, it was like so cheap. Like it was, it was like nothing. I've like just felt so fortunate. It was like, you, you never usually win with cars, with old you cars. You won the car lottery. Yeah. And so I just wanted to share that that joy with you guys because I felt mm -hmm. real good about it. 
That's he also cool. said it could break at any moment because he didn't fix it <laughs> the way you're supposed to fix it. But. Oh, okay. So it's a coat hanger up there. Oh, boy. It's a coat yeah, hanger, much. yeah. So we got a guy in Memram Cook named Guy. I highly recommend. Here's my here's my uh, my plug of the week for uh, businesses. Uh, Memram Cook Valley Auto. Uh, Guy is his name, and we take all the Teen Challenge vehicles to him. And so we'll bring a vehicle to him, and it'll just sound like garbage. The van and Brian, the facilities guy, and me will be talking. We're like, oh, that sounds like five or six hundred bucks. That's going to be terrible. Well, we got to get it done. Guy will call us up. He's a French guy. Be like, uh, hey Matthew. Um, so Are we doing accents? News, uh, Are we doing accents? Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad news. Um, that's going to cost you about $75. I did my best. I really did my best. I hate charging you guys too much. I'm like, gee, that's fantastic. No, I feel so bad. I'm just, it's $75. If I could do any better, I'd do better. I'm like, gee, please stop. Take a hundred. Like, just, you did great. <laughs> Every single time at Christmas, I dropped by with a little gift for him. And uh, nice. just because he's so good to us, and it's just like, uh, hey, uh, Guy, uh, got uh, got something for you. Oh no, no, Matthew, no, no! I should be giving you a gift. I should be giving you a gift for all the business. And I'm just like, well, you're pretty good. <laughs> I had that car, like a good car guy in Moncton. That was like one of the saddest things for me leaving Moncton mm-hmm. was like losing my mechanic because that he was, was so wild. solid. Oh, he was so good. That yeah. my hairdresser. I was like, I was thought twice about moving because I didn't want to lose those two people in my life. I don't know if I'd be so concerned about a hairdresser at this point. That seems like a good time as any to, to segue and move into a per, perhaps more serious and deeper conversation as we get into our SMORP. And for those that don't know, SMORP is an acronym. It means Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And what we're going to be doing is looking at a portion of scripture together and then going through some guided questions. And if you have a journal, now is a great time to grab a pen, paper, uh, coffee, whatever you need. And we're going to start making our way through the SMORP. And today, the uh, the scripture comes from 1 Peter. It comes 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 to 11. And I'll drop it in chat for you. Uh, it is in the ESV version. It says this. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Uh, I'm going to give that one other read, and then we're going to uh, we're going to move into going through the different uh, parts of SMORP. First Peter, chapter four, verses seven to eleven: The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as God's stewards of God's varied grace. As good stewards, sorry, of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. 
To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff in here. You don't that say. stands out to me. For me, here's what, here, this oh, one hey, I'll just chill. go over quickly. Hold on, hold on, yeah. Matt. Go ahead. We're systematically going through. Oh yeah, sorry. Introduce the scripture part. Sorry, buddy. That's all good. So what we're doing is right now we're going to look at the scripture portion of SMORP, which is the S. And the questions are, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does the scripture tell you about the nature and work of God? If you do have a pen and paper, write it down. And is there a scripture that you could begin to memorize? So at this point, words, phrases, observations. We're going to get into the deeper stuff that we're sensing. But uh, all right, Matt, you... You were chomping at the bit, my dude. Yeah, here's this is scriptures like this. Whenever this was written by Peter, this this kind of stuff, um, it's uh, so direct. There's no questions in this as yep. far as what do you need to do, like wh- what is it that you're called to do, what are you being asked to do, right? And it's just here's the list. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, above all, love other one another earnestly. Love covers multitude of sins. Show hospitality. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Use the gifts that God's been giving you, and and then to have the to have the uh, not accountability. What's the word I'm looking for? But the the understanding. Let's go with that. That for whoever speaks, you know, uh, or whoever serves, or whoever uh, uses their strength that God supplies in everything. God make sure it goes back to Him. And I feel like we keep hitting themes. Um, as we run through these scriptures, because again, I think it was last week and even the week before the whole thing was, it's not all about you, you know, make sure that you turn the focus back to where it needs to be, which is on God. He's the one that provides you with the strength. He's the one that's given you the skills, the talents, the calling, all of that kind of stuff. But again, this whole straightforward piece of like, do this, do this, do this. That's love. Yeah. For me, that's the biggest part of it. For me, the things that jumped out were love one another, serve one another, show hospitality to one another. Yeah. For me, it's funny uh, you'll, oh, sorry. Uh, you go ahead. I was going to say, like, the whole show hospitality thing, like, there are some people who are just so natural at it. Like, they're just so good at, like, welcoming people into their home and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can, I can be, but it's not probably my, na- like, a natural gift of mine. And sometimes we'll be having people over and I'll be, like, kind of grumbling about Put it. Put your socks <laughs> so, like, back oh. on. You know, and just being, being selfish, really, like, coming down to the, you know, to the bare bones. Uh, but I also like the whole part about using your gifts to serve. Like you've been given gifts. Yep. Shouldn't them. have told you to go first. <laughs> Which I think Andrew is going to drill down on. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just like, I really like that. Uh, the idea of we are given gifts um, and, mm. you know, that's, that's not necessarily like a physical present or anything, but, you know, our gift to preach or whatever it is and we need to be good stewards of whatever it is that God has gifted us with. And so many people probably are wasting whatever that wonderful gift is. And I mean, mm. not that I don't waste the stuff that I have, but I think, I think the key is be good stewards of what you've been given. I, I'm not sure what you think. Um, maybe something else that stood out to me here is without grumbling. That was in that show hospitality in verse nine, without grumbling, which seems could be seem, seeming flippant. That's a deal breaker for me. But, but I mean, that, <laughs> that really speaks to the condition of the heart, right? Like that really yeah. talks about why, what, what are the motivations behind what you're doing? Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. And that's true because I'm like on the hosp- hospitality piece. I love that stuff. Like I love having people over. Uh, in fact, I don't know if I should say this here or not, but, and then uh, maybe you shouldn't because rib fest got canceled monk them thinking about having it in my backyard having a rib speakeasy <laughs> i don't know what the neighbors are going to think of it but on the hospitality piece i love it but brad what you had just said what's the motive 
what's the, what's the motivation behind it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that's the part that you got to keep in check. You know what I mean? It's not so that people come over and be like, oh, you're so hospitable. Or like, oh, you're such a good cook. Or, oh, you're such a... Like, that's, again, that's all focused on me. When at the end of the day, you would hope that you treat people in such a way that they look at you and they say, why does he behave that way? There's something that's motivating him beyond Mm -hmm. the simple gratifications and the short term, you know, like praise Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff that there, why is he, why is there joy in this for him? I think that's what it has to be directed towards. And verse 11 at the very end speaks to where this needs to all be directed because it says the last sentence is to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Not to Brad, Mm -hmm. not to Matt, not to Lucas, not to Andrew. Yep. Right. And that's my pride thing again. Uh, it's not I don't just know why you got to keep bringing it up, Brad. I, <laughs> listen, I'm not. If if the Holy Spirit's revealing something to you, oh, so now you're calling you. No, okay, that's good. I agree. <laughs> so the message portion is uh, the M in Smorp, and it's the questions are this: What do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading, Matt? Not directed at you. Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? And do you have a question for God? And if so, again, write these things down. It's okay to have a question and not to have the answer to everything. Um, I, just because I have it, I did, I, this was the daily smorp that was actually like, sometimes we pick different scriptures for this, but today's was actually the day's smorp. And for me, it was that, that it's not about me, that the gifts and things that the Lord has given me with are not about me. They're to, to bring glory to him and to serve others. My call yeah. to ministry is not a call to be the leader. And, and the, I actually just had to write a paper on, the paper was called, called to preach question mark. And I was supposed to validate my call to be a preacher. And I started the paper with, I'm not called to be a preacher. I'm called to be a servant. We'll see how, what my grade is, but, um, <laughs> but I, I really struggled with, with that. And, and this scripture to me, the message that the Lord spoke to me was that you're called to be a servant and to bring glory to me. I think for me, going back to the, you know, you're giving gift and you need to be good stewards of them. And uh, I think right now, I, I don't take all the blame, but. <laughs> but here you go. <laughs> take some of it. But like right now in the situation where you're in, and we've talked about this a lot, like uh, my job is completely different right now in terms of like what I'm doing. And I love it. I really enjoy it. But there's also something I was called to do. There's a job that I was called to do. And I feel like I've kind of, out of necessity, partially, I've kind of strayed from that because I have to do these other things. Like, But I think this is just a reminder to me of you know what I've been called to do and, and being good stewards of the other gifts that I've been given and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know trying to get back to that as best as I can based <clears throat> on the current situation. Mm. Well, so here's a question then. Yeah, no, go ahead. Not that I want to take us off track, but... Do you don't do you don't you do you believe that God, when He places a calling, also instills a passion? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I where, where, well, where are you going? Where are you going with that? So okay, maybe I misunderstood, Andrew. So, like, are you dreading going back to what you feel you were no. called to? Oh, okay. Sorry. No, My, not yeah. not not like that. Just that I've. Uh, I just feel like I've spent so much time on this other thing. Like it's uh, almost like foreign to me, like what I used to do in terms of, you know, and, Mm. uh, and just trying to figure out how to do those things when I can't really do them how I used to. Right. 
at least right now. Yep, oh, that's cool. Yep. There's some there's some speaker, and I forget who it is or where I heard it from, but it was uh, they're saying that your sweet spot is the intersection of your passion and your skill. Um, and when you can, when you become pat, either when you can be skillful, something you're passionate about, or vice versa, uh, that's when you're really going to like launch into the stratosphere with that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, theoretically, you should be fairly skilled at something you're passionate about, but I mean, it takes you can be passionate about music, but if you don't actually practice, you're only going to be so good, <laughs> right? So, I think I think that that comes into it. I, I always think it's interesting in a team aspect, and I have to remember this sometimes too. Is like that job that I hate to do, someone loves that thing, like. Like, like, oh man, like going over a paper with a fine tooth comb and looking for errors, like, oh, no, thank you. And someone's like, oh, sweet. I love like making something perfect. Like that's what they're into, the nitty gritty. Um, And when you realize that and all of a sudden you can get like a church working together and it's not about everyone trying to be the boss. It's about everyone doing their own thing. You know, that whole part, different parts of the body thing. And that's awesome. when You get people like, hey, I, I can't sing, but I love running a soundboard or I can't, you know, I can't work whatever, but I, Hey, I love to be, make people coffee. Right. And that's, that's pretty cool when you get that and everyone's not just looking for the glamorous position, but Hey, what do you actually like doing? I know sometimes I've kind of been looking for jobs that I didn't even really like. I just kind of like the idea of that job. And then I get in them. I was like, Ooh, I don't really like this. Um, it's cause I wasn't chasing, I wasn't following like my gifts and my passions. I was following just kind of like what I was thinking. Right. So. Mm. You like the idea of something. Yeah. Like, okay. like it's before, before when we were watching barbecue, you know, I like the idea of barbecuing and being a big, you know, a, a master chef or whatever, but like, I, I wouldn't really do it. Or I have friends who snowmobile all the time. And I like the idea of it. And like, Oh, that sounds awesome. But I was like, when I really think about it, I'm like, mm, no, I wouldn't really like it in the long run. I like the idea of it. And that's what I have to not fall into that trap. You're, you're like, cat. you're like the indoor cat that looks at the bird in the tree. That's amazing that we both like, went there. I'd, I'd love to climb that tree and get that bird. Nah, I'm just gonna lay here, and then they get yeah. outside and they're like panic, and then they run back inside. Ah, yeah. That's I'm my going guess. back to my sunbeam. Thank All you right. very much. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's continue moving on here. Unless there's something else related to the scripture and not house cats. Uh, the <laughs> next, the next part of Smorp is obedience. Based on what you're sensing the Lord saying to you, and I, you know, I see Scotty in uh, in chat talking about how we speak. And uh, he's saying that that stings because he's a wordy fella and he's challenged daily about what he's doing with his words. And it's good to keep that kind of stuff in front of us. Um, So the obedience part then, and Scott, you can, you know, the Lord will reveal to you as he will to each of us is to write down one step of obedience that we need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing to us. So if the Lord's revealing something to you, what's a step that you could take, but Again, we've said it before, this is not your strategy or what you've read in some book. This is the Holy Spirit revealing to you, and it might be from some different thing, but it's allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you a step of obedience that you need to take, and it that doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. In fact, sometimes it's it's probably not. I, I like the fact where it talks about, you know, uh, do whatever it is like without grumbling, and because there's actually, there's a spiritual aspect to that, but there's also a practical aspect to that. You know, Melissa can ask me to do something, my wife, and I can say, yeah, sure, no problem, honey, and I can go do it. Or I can look at her and go, why am I doing this? Like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this while I'm doing it. And, you know, basically like ruining any like good, uh, you know, brownie points or any good favor I would have gotten for that. Like, it's just, same thing with your boss. Like, if your boss asks you to do something, you're going to have to do it anyway. So you can either do it grumbling or be like, yeah, sure, let's do that thing. 
Um, so not only is it spiritual, but there's also like a whole practical aspect. Like grumbling, nobody cares about a complainer. Actually, people really don't like them. Even if their complaints are valid, no one cares. Yeah. No one wants to hear it. Yeah, really? Like, I, like, I'm sorry that your foot is sore or whatever. Like, oh, that's too bad. But like, if you talk about it all the time, I'm like, yeah, we get it. Your foot is sore. Like, whatever. What are, uh, whose foot's sore, Lucas? <laughs> Nobody's. I made that up. I missed that in the scripture. <laughs> yeah, no, but I agree. I, I I agree with what you're saying. It's it's about do and it's it, that's outlined in those other things. The the kind of the commandments that were given in it, where it was like, do this, but don't do this while you're doing that. Yeah. Like you know, don't don't cheapen it. Don't cut it yeah. short. Don't steal away what it, the potential impact it could have. Because again, if you look at it, when they're talking about love and hospitality and speaking, none of that is for you. It's for others. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, don't, so don't ruin that. Don't take that away potentially from what God might have for someone else in and through that action. And again, always direct it back to him. Yeah. Doing love. I, I think that we can serve, you know, for me, it's, it's recognizing who the glory belongs to and keeping an attitude of humility, because if I can do that, then there isn't a job that is beneath me that he calls me to. I don't get all high and mighty and go, well, I'm the pastor. So no, I'm not taking the garbage out mm-hmm. like that. You don't have that attitude thing. You've, if you maintain the proper, um, what, if you just keep your eyes where they're supposed to be and keep, you know, everything that you do, it's to give him glory. Uh, that, that just helps keep you humble. So for me, what my, what I had wrote, wrote down earlier was, um, to intentionally love my neighbor as myself I looked at these things and thought, what am I doing to actually love my neighbors? And I started thinking about my area around me specifically. And I have new neighbors, right? We moved here however long ago. But am I just waiting for the opportunities to fall into my lap? Or am I intentionally seeking ways to love my neighbors? Not be creepy, but <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? A mm-hmm. little more intentionality. And so for me, that obedience part, um, from what the Lord's revealed to me at least, is, is to try to do that. Yep. Um, like it. One of my uh, like favorite verses, and this kind of goes along with the not grumbling and, and things like that, is Colossians three twenty three. Uh, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the mm-hmm. Lord, not for human masters. And I remember watching uh, Louis Giglio. He has this talk. It's called Passion, Purpose, and Designer Genes. And essentially, it's even if you like, you don't have to be a pastor or whatever to serve the Lord. You can be someone who designs genes (laughs) and still serve the Lord. And you can do everything, you know, with that in mind, like you're working for the Lord. Anyways, there's, I'm ruining it, but it's like, I watched that probably 15 years ago and it's still like stuck in my mind. And it's just, you know, when you're tempted to grumble, just remember what you're, who you're doing this for. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I just love that verse. We need to remember that we believe in something called the priesthood of all believers. Every person is called to ministry. That Not every person is called to be a pastor. And you don't want me to be called to be something else. If I was your mechanic, you could forget about it, right? But God calls mechanics to be godly mechanics and to, and to, to show his glory in that workplace. So huh. there's a call to ministry for everyone, um, not just the pastors. Anyway. Huh. Agreed. Gentlemen, anything else on that obedience part before I move on? Um, Are we okay? No, it's good. All right. The next part in the SMORP is about repentance. And this part and the next for prayer 
we we kind of leave to you to do. Sometimes we have conversation, and if there was something, gentlemen, then we would certainly take the time. Um, but repentance is to write out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. Uh, and if it's applicable, write down any steps that you're taking to turn away from sin for the purpose of walking in holiness. And then prayer is to spend time thanking the Lord for his blessings. You know, um, there's a reason why it, 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 this is not just random why it says it like that. Uh, we'll enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart. And I know it's an old song that we sing, but when we come into the presence of God, you either come in with thanksgiving, giving him praise, or confession of sin. Um, so come into his, I mean, I'm not trying to be dogmatic here, but come into his presence thanking him for your blessings. It gets your heart right. It gets you focused. Uh, and then pray for anyone or anything that he lays on your heart and you can write down. I would encourage you to write down those prayers um, as well. So gentlemen, any other thoughts on this more before we move on? Okay. Uh, Matt, I'm going to turn things over to you. And just as a reminder, as this is happening, as we take our commercial break, um, we can't talk during it. All right. Very good. So guys, zip it. Well, listen, last week was our 100th episode. And as if it couldn't be even more special than being 100, excluding, of course, Andrew's da- uh, dance, which was the pinnacle of last week's that episode. That was amazing. Uh, we introduced a new segment called It's Time to Barbecue. And ladies and gentlemen, we got so much positive feedback on this. Actually, I didn't get a single message, but uh, but, we but no still do, no I'm still doing it anyway. Bradley, episode two, roll it. Well, welcome to another episode of It's Time to Barbecue. Uh, and today, we're doing ribs. Well, I do have to say that uh, of all the things that I like to do in the smoker, probably ribs are the things I do the best. Now, there's a few things that you need to know when you're prepping your ribs. The first thing is before you put any type of rub on them, you need to take these, you need to flip them over, and you need to get rid of this, the membrane, okay? This is something. If you don't get rid of this, one, the uh, rub isn't going to soak into the bottom side of the meat, and the other part of it is it is going to be tough for days. So, very simple process. Uh, of all you got to do, just get yourself a fairly sharp knife. And uh, I like to start on the low end of it. And just after the first bone right in here, just make a little slight cut. Don't cut all the way through the meat. Just a slight cut there. And you're going to see the membrane start to tear away just a little bit there. Now, they're hard to get a hold of. So I always recommend a piece of paper towel. Grab a hold of it. Flip it up. Try and work along the edge of that cut until you find a spot there. Look at that. Just like that. We can get a piece of that membrane. You see that? That's what's got to come off. Just like that. Now, now that that's off, it's pretty easy going. These ribs aren't going to be cooked until tomorrow. They're not going to go on the smoker. You can do them in the oven or you can do them on the little harder on a propane barbecue, but oven or uh, smoker, I'm recommending. First, you want to get your rub ready. Uh, for me, again, I like to keep it simple. Salt, pepper, brown sugar, some chili, some paprika, onion, garlic. That's it. Stir it up, mix it up so that it's well mixed. But before you apply your rub, get yourself some prepared mustard. That's it. 
You're not going to overdo it, but this is just going to give a little bit of grabbing power on those ribs. And now you are ready for the rub. For me, when I'm doing the rub with, uh, with ribs, I don't hold back. Like I said, these aren't going onto the smoker or into the oven, one or the other, uh, until tomorrow. So I get this done the night before, take them, wrap them up, put them in the fridge, let them set, and then tomorrow they will be ready to go. So the method that we're using today in order to make these ribs is something called the 3-2-1 method. And we're gonna walk through it as we go, but I'm gonna do this quickly. First three hours on the smoke at 225 degrees. Next, wrap those babies up for another two hours. Three, two, you get it? 225 degrees wrapped up. I'm gonna tell you how I do that. And then finally unwrap them for one hour uh, whenever you put the sauce on at the end. Uh, so your total six hours is what you're gonna take to, to smoke and to cook through these ribs. Three, two, one method. Uh, setting up the grill, same as last time as you seen for the steaks. You can go back to episode one to see how we did that. Uh, other than this time, we are going to be putting the heat deflector on so that we're not getting direct heat to the ribs. That way it's low and slow. That's how we're cooking, low and slow. All right, once your grill is up to 225 degrees, because that's where you want to keep it about the whole day, get that open. Look at that smoke. Isn't that beautiful? And you just get your ribs. And again, we're going to be three hours on the smoke, unwrapped. You can see, you can check out, you can see the rub on there. Delicious. Left those overnight in the fridge. Tuck that in there. And we close it. We're gonna leave that for the next three hours. And remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. So keep that lid closed. All right, so it's been three hours now uh, since we put the ribs on. Uh, how many times do you think I opened the lid to check on them? That's correct, zero times, zero times. Do not lift the lid while these are cooking. Three hours in, let's check them out. And we're gonna get ready to foil them up. Beautiful. All right, so very simple. Take one rack off, get that baby closed up again. Very good. Now, what I like to do is kind of bring my edges up real quick. And then here, I've got a mixture of coffee, soy sauce, and a little bit of hot sauce. And I'm just going to pour that in on the edge, not over it, just a little bit. And all that's going to do is help with the moisture. And then we give this a wrap, then. So the ribs have been on three hours on smoke, two hours wrapped, and now for one hour, uh, we want to unwrap the ribs and, uh, the, uh, and put the sauce to them. So we're five hours into this process. Let's open them up, have a look, see how we're doing. Right, still carrying a pretty good temperature right now. Oh yes, look at this. These are looking delicious. <laughs> All right, so just to give you an idea of how much these have softened up and fit, look at that, just falling off the bone already. I find this to be a pretty handy tool. Call it a mop, hopefully for obvious reasons for you. And we just take it and we want to sauce. 
All right, here we are an hour later, and it's time to take these off the grill. Beautiful. So I'm not sure if you can see all that well, but you can see that there's a, that bark back on top with the cracks there. That's what you're going for. So we want to take these off the grill. I like to cover them back up. Let them set, because again, you're going to want to let them set for about 10 to 15 minutes uh, in order to kind of let the juices settle back in. And you can also see I threw on some chicken breasts just for the fun of it. Don't want to waste the charcoal. Those are ready to come in. So again, let them set for 15 minutes and then they are ready to serve. Well, that's been another absolutely successful episode of It's Time to Barbecue. Uh, let me know if there's anything that uh, you want to know uh, or if there's any cuts of meat you'd like to see uh, smoked or barbecued or anything like that. Again, everything we did with the ribs today, you can do with the oven in the very same process. Uh, but it's been an absolute pleasure uh, sharing this with you today. And always remember, don't be nutritious, just be delicious. Not sure why, but I always expect awesome. to hear you say, and it's only two episodes in, but until next time or something like that, yeah, if the women, yeah. if the oh, women no, don't find you handsome, at least they'll find you handy. That's what yeah. I, I just, so listen, there's some folks that have, Lucas, you've had my ribs. Yeah. And there's so, there's so I think you're muted, Lucas. And there's some other folks that, uh, uh say, they're my favorite thing to do. And now thankfully my kids are not fussy eaters. But their favorite food is the ribs. Look, like this is the look at this. They absolutely awesome. love the ribs. Let me see if I can find the other kid. There she is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, no, that's the same one, Matt. That's the same one. No, they're twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have Sonya so many questions. Says, uh, Sonia says, "Wow, you take your ribs serious, Sonia." I don't know if there's any other way to uh, <laughs> to take ribs but uh, anyway uh i'd like to know if there's any questions about this yeah yeah me me, me oh andrew go ahead okay so number one i'm gonna be doing it in the oven because i yep. am doing this yeah uh do i just cook it on a pan or do i cook it on like a, a rack on a pan uh it would, wouldn't matter no because the you, when you got them make sure you got it bone down right and at the end yep. of the day i mean most of it's just going to be bone that's sitting on your pan. I would put foil on that pan. Otherwise you'll be okay. days scrubbing it, but no, put it right on a, on a cookie sheet, put it on pan. Okay. That's question number one. Oh. Uh, you can have a turn and then come back to me. Okay. <laughs> Brad. I just want to get into your head about sauces. Episode one yeah. was super like, it was like, if you remember nothing, remember this, which yeah. I did at no point do you put sauce on. And, and so no, uh, finish the sentence. On meat. On a good yeah. piece of meat. On a good piece right. of meat. Okay. So, okay. So for that steak, for that one steak that you were looking at that uh, from last week, that was about a $13 steak, that sure. one piece, right? Those ribs are $9 for a whole rack, okay? okay? So it's, it's yeah, it's about good meat. Don't get me wrong. Once the ribs are cooked and you take the time to break everything down, they're delicious, but um yeah, steak you don't sauce. Sauce is about elevating a lesser meat, is what you're saying. I, it, it is, yeah. Uh, Whereas yeah. when you're having something like a steak, you want to actually the reason you're eating meat is to taste the meat, not uh, to can, taste Diana sauce. You so know what I mean? Like that's when you ate your steak. <laughs> hey, I like Diana sauce. When you ate your yeah, steak, it's fine on nachos. Did you did do you dip it in any sauce or did you just eat it as, my steak? Yeah. I don't. I know there is a a, a faction cool of thought. people out there who like stuff like A1 and that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, 
teach their own. I mean, it's <laughs> however you're going to enjoy it. Just don't ruin it by yeah. putting sauce on it. Exactly. My turn. And, uh, oh, Lucas, yeah. So question, what, um, are there any like exotic meats or cuts of meats that you're like just dying to try, but Emu. you haven't got around to it yet? Like ostrich. So there's or something? not, it's, it's not exotic, but there's one piece of meat that I'm scared to death to try, but I want to try. And it's a Offer brisket. Fish. No, oh, it's crazy. a brisket. So it's beef. This is a it's waste nothing, of a question. It's nothing fancy, but it's, it's an expensive cut of beef called a brisket. But when it is done right, but I'm, it's like for one piece of brisket, uh, you're looking at 75 to $80. You don't want to mess wow. that up and you don't want to screw that up. And so I, yeah, that's my cut of meat. That's kind of like my Mount Olympus that I would like to get to. I Maybe I'll set a goal that by this fall, I'll have uh, smoked a brisket. Andrew, ask your last question know. and let's work our way out. What? I have several. <laughs> ask, them ask them after. Ask Go them quick. Okay. Okay. So if, when you're buying meat, you're buying yep. ribs, is there different kind of ribs or it doesn't matter? Just buy ribs. There's pork ribs and there's beef ribs. Uh, beef ribs are much larger and can be much tougher. Uh, but when you go for ribs, it's pork ribs that you you get, and that's what you should stick with. Yep. Okay. I'll ask my other questions after. Okay, good, buddy. Uh, Very good. Well, thanks, guys. I know that was another long one. Next week, hey, next week, whole chicken. We're doing a whole chicken, and I'm going to shorten it up. We're going to bypass the game that we had called the Game of Things. We'll bring that back next week and also see what it looks like for Barber to barbecue a chicken. All right, Lucas. It take us home, my, my man. All right. Well, you can follow us on all the platforms that matter. You got your Facebook. You got your Instagram. You got your YouTube. Uh, feel free to send us messages on those. Um, you can use our website to ask us questions as well. Um, and, of course, if you're listening to us in podcast form uh, through iTunes, we would love it if you would leave us a five-star review, and we'll even read it on the air. And not only that, but you can send your questions to us. If you have a tiebreaker, uh, go to OxfordHolyClub.com and it can be anonymous or you can tell us who you are. Uh, you can also look at the merch that we have available. We have some t-shirts and stuff and you can Ooh. buy it and uh, much more. And just a really quick shout out to some of the people tuning in tonight. Uh, thanks Tia and uh, Emily and uh, Grace and our moms. Mike, of course. Glad to see you guys. And we don't pay to ask advertise so any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others and thank you to ladies and gentlemen for joining us and don't forget we'll be here next tuesday at 9 p.m and so until next time keep spiritually fit and have fun